have. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode here on the Beautifully Built podcast. Seriously means the world to me. I'm your girl, Melissa Impet, and today I am bringing on Miss Brittany. Brittany has such a beautiful story of how quite a bit of heartbreak and pain has really led her down the path that she is truly meant to be on. So another great example of how, you know, it's important to take our tragedies and really turn them into triumph. Take our pain and turn it into passion and purpose. And Brittany's story is just that. I think so many of you will connect with this and hopefully see some light here. You know, maybe you're in a situation right this very moment and these are exactly the words that you need to hear. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Brittany. Brittany, thank you so, so much for coming on the show and just being so vulnerable and really, truly sharing your heart with us. Appreciate it. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Well, I'm just so absolutely honored to be here and um, just so excited to um, what you're doing and the work that you're doing and um, just excited to be a part of it. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. We're so excited to meet you. Wow. So excited and I'm so thankful. So thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself. So I was born and raised in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Nice. You know, which is like 30 minutes from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, grew up in a um, Christian home. I was very blessed to have known um, God from a from an early age. Um, very young, grew up as a athlete. Um, grew had um, was very blessed with a lot of athletic ability, which ultimately led me to um, the University of Louisville for a softball scholarship. Wow! So I played softball at Louisville and. Um, Throughout the years, I, I've, I've slowly learned how quickly and easily a woman can lose their identity in something and how, how quickly they can idolize something. Mm. And for me, that was athletics. And so my whole life, I would just idolize athletics and my identity was found in athletics and you couldn't really talk to me without talking about softball. And wow. it was all kind of how... Just um, like consumed you? Oh, yes. And, you know, I put everything, I put God on the back burner and mm-hmm. I mean, I still knew who God was, but I put him kind of on the back burner and was just so focused on me and my goals and what I wanted in life. And mm-hmm. um, so I went to the University of Louisville and I played softball there and had a, an crazy experience while I was there, um, ended up meeting a guy, um, dated him for, um, was with him for a total of six years. Um, ended up marrying him. It was a completely unhealthy, ungodly, um, relationship. And so, um, I have made it my life's mission. Um, I made a vow to God that, um, if I could come out of that relationship alive, that I would make it my life's mission to absolutely um, invest in women every single day and just mm-hmm. let them know that there is hope, that they're not alone, and that something so beautiful can come out of something so dark and tragic. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my story. I, I, I live to tell women about it. And um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a beautiful ride. It's been a beautiful journey. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. Well, thank you. It is, it, it's been, it is, it is, it, it's just every day. It's, um, I, I love what I do. I love being able to, to share God's word. I love being able to just encourage women because we have all come to some point in our life where we're just empty and we feel lost and we don't know what to do next or, um, and, and what I always like to 
ask people, or who's telling you this? Like, mm -hmm. what, where are the, these are all lies. Like mm -hmm. you, you can leave, you can overcome, you can be better, you can. Um, and so that's just where my heart is. And that's just where I'm focused right now. Mm, I just love your story so much too, because, you know, when we look back on our life and we have traumatic, painful experiences, it's so hard to realize that there's a silver lining there. It's, it's hard to wrap your mind around. It's so hard. And for me, you know, I went through the darkness of depression. Like, so I can't stand how some people still to this day act like, you know, mental illness is not a thing. It's very much a thing. Much. It is, it's something that, um, should totally lose the stigma. Like it is it. And for me, I'm very open about it because people need to hear it, mm -hmm. that they're not alone. And I went through depression. Um, the anxiety was just overwhelming at times. And that's ultimately why I live to tell my story of my faith, because that's the only reason I survived it. That's the only reason I overcame it. So, um, I just live to tell my story and to tell how good God is and how, what he delivered me from because so many women need to hear it. I agree. I agree. And, you know, just knowing that there's so much waiting on the other side, mm -hmm. if you're willing to do the healing, you know, because there's so many times when, when, when women and men, you know, are taking emotions and just trying to push them under the rug. Oh, and I mean, there's no true healing in that. It's, it's, it's every day. I mean, you go, people go through the motions, they go through the circle, they go through, um, the motions of life. And it's like, they're in the fog. Like there, there's nothing clear. There's, it's just, it's just an everyday, well, this is how it, you know, has to be. No, it's not how it has yeah. to be. Yeah. And you are in control of getting it back. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, every single day I talk to women who are just in need of hope. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's really, it really comes down to the willingness, you know, it, you probably, it, is, it is a lot probably, of work. Yeah. You I mean, got to a point in your situation where you were just so willing to make, I would have do anything. Yeah. Any, I was desperate and it's still a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm life I'm, work, it life is work every day. Yeah. And I have a beautiful marriage and I'm so thankful for my husband, but he even knows like every day, my wife has to get up and go and get in the word and have her quiet time and be alone because the enemy is everywhere mm. and he's always looking to attack us at our weakest mm. points. And if mm. I'm not in the word, if I'm not focusing on, on God, then mm. I'm focusing on the world and what the world is telling me. And that's where I got so lost to begin with because yeah. I wasn't, my focus wasn't where it needed to be. Oh. And that's so true. It is so easy these days to get lost in the external world everywhere you look. Yeah. And you know, I just, and you're normal. Like that person that gets lost is normal. It's, oh. it's 100%. It's not, there's nothing wrong with you. If you are lost, there's nothing wrong with you. If you are struggling, there's just a way out. Mm-hmm. And so many people need that reminder is that there is a way out. Mm -hmm. So how did you start? Like if, when you were in like the worst, the darkest of your days, how did you kind of reconnect to this hope for yourself? So, um, I had, when I finally made a decision that I had to leave, like, and here's the truth. I mean, we can say it all we want and we can say it till we're blue in the face, but God knows our hearts. 
And there's so many times where we can say, Oh God, I promise. Like, I I just need your help. I'm I'm ready. I can overcome this. Like, and the whole time God's kind of laughing because let's be real. I can't tell you how many times, (laughs) six years where that happened and I would like stare at my phone, like waiting for him to text, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a sickness and it's as sick as, your abuser is to you, you are just as sick because you're allowing it. Mm-hmm. And once someone starts on your mind, then they have full power over you. And that's where it gets scary is when you start letting someone determine your self-worth, mm-hmm. it's over. It's ball game. They have that control over you. So in order to get your power back, because, because that's, all they need is your attention. And once they get, once they lose your attention, they lose the power. Yeah. So for me, I had kind of come to a realization after a lot of therapy while I was still married and just going through such a dark time and there was nothing I could do. The abuse was just so bad. You can't make someone love you. I always say to my clients, I have two questions. I always ask them, um, is the relationship that you are in, does it add value to you? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, that person will answer no. no. <laughs> and the next question I ask them is, if you had a daughter or a son, would you want them in oh. a relationship that you are currently in? Oh, gosh, that's painful. And it all came down to that for me because number one, it was not adding any value to my life. If anything, it was completely depleting me and who I was as a person. And number two, um, there's absolutely no way I would ever dream of my daughter being in the relationship that I was in. I don't have a daughter, but I started to look at young girls and I used to see myself in them and I would be like, oh my goodness, if you know young Brittany, like I would never want young Brittany to grow up and be where I was in, what I was in. So I literally just, um, I had a moment, I had a God moment. Um, I had been, um, staying at my parents, um, because I was just, like I said, just so, um, scared and alone and, um, just in a dark, dark place. Oh yes. So I was at my parents and I, I had come to a moment where, the depression was just so bad. And I I noticed like how it was affecting like my family and what they, you know, were starting to see in me. And um, it was just getting so dark and I wasn't doing anything about it. I was just allowing the abuse to happen. And I was just, you know, this is how it has to be, you know, and I, I just have to deal with it. And, um, I remember my dad was sitting in his recliner and I walked past him one evening and um, he just kind of looked at me and he was like, "Um, it doesn't have to be this way, kid. And I was just kind of like, hmm. So I immediately had went back to my bedroom there at my parents and fell to my knees and literally just had an aha moment. Like, God, this is me surrendering. This is me saying no more. This is me saying I can't no longer um, live this way. Um, at the time, my therapist had told me, my doctor had told me, you know, if you continue to go down this road, like you will die. Like that's just how it is. Like you will die. And it was in those moments that God literally delivered me and um, 
you know, it, it took a long time and I can remember just so vividly like laying, I had finally made it back to my house. I left my parents, made it back to my house because I knew it was time. Like if you're going to do this. Were you living together at the time? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if you're going to do this, it's time to man up and do this. And he, um, he had left. He went, he went back to his family's, um, in Indianapolis at the time. And so I was there alone. Um, and I filed for divorce and I just knew like I had to, to man up and find my strength in Christ. And, um, I spent, I fell madly, madly, madly in love with Jesus and spent um, time dating him. I was single for five years. I love how you put that. I was, I just dated him. Yeah. Um, I had to learn how to, to, to recognize that I was a child of God and that, um, he loved me and that I was worthy and that I was enough. And so a lot of times we have these voids after relationships that we fill with the things of this world that aren't, that aren't godly, that aren't things that are even going to add to us. You know, we're just going to continue to go back and fall back into the same trap. And I knew that in order for me to truly go on with my life, I had to, to learn to, to fall in love with Jesus again and find my value in him and my worth in him, my identity in him. Mm-hmm. So I just, I prayer, you know, constant prayer, um, constant gratitude. Um, I remember laying in my bed many, many nights, um, alone in my house, um, scared to death, you know, I mean, you, I'm a female, I'm scared to death. So I'm by myself, I had to learn to be alone again, I had to learn to date myself. I had to learn to, to be alone. I had to learn it was okay to be single. I had to learn that it was okay to go to dinner alone, to go to the movies alone. I had to learn to be comfortable alone. Yes. Because how, it, how, there's so much power in that. Well, thank you. Because if I, if I was even going to let someone into my world again, it wasn't fair to him. Yeah. Whoever came in, if I wasn't complete, if I wasn't yeah. whole. And so many times we just are looking for the next thing to jump into because we're lonely, because we're scared, because we're fearful. And the best thing you can do is learn to be alone, learn to, to search for Jesus in everything and, and pray constantly and cling to the truth. I'm, I'm very big on that. Cling to the truth because this world is going to lie to you it's going to lie to you. And that's what got me into the mess to begin with is I started to listen to the lies that I was told. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not, you know, any, any girl want to have me. Um, you, you know, I do everything for you. Um, you're not worthy of me. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And you start to believe those things. So it takes getting clean. It takes clearing your mind. It takes learning to know, that's not true. Like, let's get into the truth. Let's figure out what is true and let's focus on those things. Mm. So wow. I could go on and on and on. But oh, I love it. It's so powerful. And so many people need to hear this. Well, I, I believe that 100%. And that's why, you know, I, I said, I'm talking about the, the, the depression was so severe. And I can remember laying in my bed with my Bible crying and just begging out to God, like, God, like, I know you're going to use this pain. I know you're going to use this pain Mm -hmm. to bless others. I know you are. And 
I tell people all the time, I would do it again a thousand times. Mm -hmm. I would go through the abuse a thousand times. I would go through the depression a thousand times to get to experience that relationship, that intimate love relationship with Jesus that I was able to, to get. Mm -hmm. And that's priceless. Yeah. And it's made me a less judgmental person. Mm-hmm. It's humbled me. It's made me be able to look a woman in the eye and say, I understand. I yeah. get it. You're not alone. I've been there. Um, it's, it's just, it's been a, one of the biggest, um, talk about turning your mess into a message. Um, yes. this, is, this is definitely what I, um, I live to do. And yeah you would not believe the amount of women that are in the same boat I was in. I love, you know, I love that you're just reminding people that no matter what your situation is, no matter where you are, whether you're in a really dark place or not right now, there's just, there's just so much to be able to share if you're willing to get yourself through it and not settle, not stay comfortable. Oh my goodness. I mean, comfort zones are are terrifying place to be. We all know that, you know, there's that, that huge cliche that, you don't grow in your comfort zone. No, you don't grow in your comfort zone. And here lately, I've had women reach out that are, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, and they're, they're scared. And I'm like, I get it. But do you want to continue to live your life this way? Like, how, how do you want to end your life? Do you want to end your life staying put and doing nothing about it? Or do you want to get your freedom back? Yeah. Do you want to live the life that God has designed for you because you are worthy of that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I talk to women who in that stage, and then I talk to women who are, you know, in unhealthy relationships and courtships. And I'm, I had all the signs that I needed. And people would say, well, I've been asking God for signs, but he hasn't been, you know, been speaking. I'm like, well, you're on yeah, the phone. Are you with- open? Are you open to the signs? And, I'm, and, I, and I say to them, you're on the phone with me. Yeah, that's a sign for sure. Mm. God led you to me. Why would God lead you to me? Mm-hmm. Like you're asking for all these signs. And it wasn't until I was clear-minded and healthy that I could see how many signs God was sending Everywhere. me. Everywhere. But I couldn't see it. Yeah. And then when I'm out of it and I can see with clear eyes, I'm like, oh, God. You gave me all the signs that I was asking yeah. for. And then that kind of brings you into having to have a little bit of forgiveness for yourself. That was that, of forgiveness because I love forgiveness. I love talking about forgiveness. You know, and that's, I, I um, I'm very active on um, Instagram TV. That's like my new thing now. So I just posted um, a couple days ago about forgiving myself. It was so much easier to forgive him than it was to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I would forgive him a thousand times over and over and over. Still to this day, forgive him. Will always love him. He was a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. He taught me so much about life. Um, people with narcissistic personality traits can't help the way that they are. That's mm-hmm. just how they are. Mm-hmm. And um, so I remember I had met my, my future husband at the time. And I was like, something is just so right about this man. Like this man is just everything I've prayed for. He is, he's wonderful. Like God has truly blessed me with this man. And I started to truly question my worth again. Like, do I deserve this type of man? Like, 
like what, like, you know, here I am divorced. Like he's wonderful. He's brilliant. I've experienced so much brokenness. Like, is this even something that I deserve? Mm. So I was really wrestling with that. So you mentioned forgiveness. Well, I made a, an appointment with my pastor <laughs> and I went into his office and he's like, okay, kid, you know, what's going on? Why are you here? And immediately like Kleenexes, like we're just coming. He was handing me Kleenexes because I was like, I've met this amazing man and I just see these crocodile tears. And he's like, okay, this is great. Like, this is awesome. Like, this is what you've prayed for. And I'm like, but I just don't know if I'm worthy of his love. And my pastor looked at me and he said, God forgave you the first time you asked him to forgive you. It's time for you to forgive you. Mm. And I was just like an aha moment. Like, absolutely. Like, yes, God. Like, I... I'm so sorry. Like you forgave me five years ago. You know, I am so sorry. And so I'm so thankful for my husband because he had to learn to to learn to love an abused woman. Mm. I mean, he, he's, he's phenomenal in himself. I mean, he deserves so much praise. I mean, he is phenomenal. And because it's, it's, because it was like a whole other part of learning again, because I had learned so much how to be single. And then I had to learn how to date. Yeah. (laughs) And my dad jokingly said to him the first time I brought him home, like she doesn't bring home a lot of, a lot of men, son. Like I, she doesn't know how to do this. I see something about you. Yeah. He was like, she doesn't know how to do this. She doesn't know how to date. So, and, and you know, my, and my husband was like, I'll, be here as long as she needs. Like, you know, I'm not going anywhere. And I mean, he's truly, and that's my, my, my prayer for, for single women, you know, like, are you actively praying for your, for your husband? Are you being specific with your prayers? Are you praying for, um, for a godly man? Yeah. You have to know what you want in order to know what you want and know what you deserve. And for me, I was so focused on Jesus that nothing was going to, was going to detour that. Mm -hmm. So if the guy wasn't on the same track as me, like, I'm sorry, but we're, we're not going to work. You know, that's just not, it's just not going to happen. Like I, I need you to love Jesus as much as I love Jesus, because if a man loves Jesus, he's going to know how to love you. Yeah. And that's where we fall all the time that we're the ones running towards Jesus and they're staying put. And so now we have this huge gap. But if we're both running towards, towards our goals, towards yeah. our morals, towards our values, then we know that it's God-ordained. Yeah, that's a partnership. Mm. Huge. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a journey. It's an everyday journey. And I would love to sit here and tell, tell your listeners that it's not an everyday journey to this day. I mean, I'm still, like I said, I'm a, I'm a work in progress. Like depression doesn't choose when it's going to hit. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't, you're not in control of that. You don't know if there are going to be days where you wake up and you feel this pressure on your chest and you're like, where's this coming from? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you have to really work at it and search for it and dive into it. And I just, like I said, I, I live to tell my story because I believe like Romans eight twenty eight. you know, God uses everything for the good of those who love him. And, 
you can't see it when you're in your darkness, but my goodness, when you get out of it and you're clear and you can see the whole time that God was working, you want to tell your story over and over again because you want someone to hear it and know, Hey, there is hope. It's so nice to be able to be that light for somebody too. So is that what's kind of led you into coaching? That's exactly what's led me into coaching. And I, my, my business is be the light. Mm-hmm. I love and that. that's, the, that's the name of my business because, you know, we, we do, we carry that light in us mm-hmm. and, um, people will look at you and be like, something's different about her. Yeah. Like, like, like what is I it? I get that all the time too. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. You're beautiful and you are glowing and you have such a light about you. Exactly. And it's, you know, we've used our pain in order to reconnect with that light and it's real. it's contagious and it's, people are so magnetized to it. Because they need it. Yeah. Because they need it and, and they deserve it. Yeah. They absolutely deserve it. And that's, um, yeah. So it's just, I'm just, I love it. It's such a gift to, to be able to coach people and help people really reconnect with that. It's like, I couldn't imagine anything more fulfilling. It's, it's a, I mean, literally it's a blessing. And I pray all the time, like that will be done. Like just very short prayers, you know, because I talk, I talk to God a lot about be the light. And I, you know, I ask, I tell him all the time, like, God, I don't want this to be about me. Mm-hmm. I do not want this to be about me. Like I want, I don't want the spotlight. I want people to know you. Yeah. I want you to use me so that people can know you. Oh, so beautiful. And that's, you know, and, and watching my business grow, like just here within these last couple of weeks. And it's like, okay, God, like, I know you're working because entrepreneurship's hard. Oh my gosh. I mean, sometimes it's the loneliest job. Yeah. It is the biggest personal development journey ever. (laughs) Ever. My, my husband will come home some days and I'll just still be at my computer in my sweats and haven't showered. And I'm like, just look like a zombie. And he's like, and you've gotten so much work done today, but it's like, you can't even show for it because (laughs) and. You know, like, it's like, honey, I'm so sorry, you know, but entrepreneurship is hard and it's lonely. So constantly having to pray for that because there are some days where I'm like, is anybody even hearing this? Yeah. And I just remind, God just reminds me like, keep going. Like You're in the perfect place, perfect moment. Yeah. Just keep going. And, um, I love it. I do. I love it. Mm. <laughs> it always makes me giggle because, you know, of course, being an entrepreneur, it looks so beautiful and so nice. And, you know, like I've definitely, I'm so blessed that I've been able to travel a lot recently and work remotely and it's, and it's beautiful. But then when you look at the back end of it, there's a lot to it. There is a lot to it. You know, and, and it's funny because I used to, it's, it goes back to being judgmental. I mean, you look at people sometime and you're like, oh, there's like so must, much. it must be nice. And then now, nice. and now I'm like, I I get it. Like they, they work their tails off. Like they deserve what they're getting. Like, and that's the thing. yeah. As, as you know, especially doing this light work that we're both doing, it's, it's 24 hours a day. You know, it's, it's, we were it just talking stop. about it how we're drained. Stop. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't stop because you know, we have to be doing so much work on mm-hmm. ourselves in order to keep our light shining so bright. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every day, every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I just, I can't get lazy on my work because exactly. I always I, say that too. Mm. I can't get lazy on my work. And, and it's, that's like when, when the darkness kind of seeps in a little bit, when I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like meditating today. I don't feel like doing my routine. And then I'm like, nope, I know why that's showing up. It's trying to knock me off. Yeah. 
Amen. I cannot agree with that statement anymore. As soon as it's like the enemy knows, like as soon as like we are like, oh, I'm tired today. It's like, psych. You know, in entrepreneurship, like you want to sleep in sometimes. Like yeah. you're like, I think I'm just going to sleep in. And then you're like, you could be getting so much done. Get up and get to work, you know? So it is, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful blessing, but it is a lot of hard work. And mm -hmm. so watching my business slowly start to pick up, it's, it's, it's just been even more rewarding, like to see what God is doing. Mm -hmm. It's such a nice message to, to everyone listening who, you know, you do have such a powerful message to share. Thank and you. I always talk about plan A and plan B, you know, and it's like, you've been so connected with the fact that your pain has so much power and such a powerful message behind it that no matter what you're showing up for that. And so many people have really powerful stories, but they're so distracted by plan B going to their corporate job. You know, they don't believe in themselves. Who's going to listen to my story? Who cares what I have to say? And you know, there's a reason why you have gone through pain and trauma and it's to lead you down this path. And it's, it's so exciting to connect with so many women who are standing up for that because we need more light workers. We need more light workers. Oh my gosh. And, and you know, like everything you just said reminds me of like the imposter syndrome. Like, yes. Oh yeah. I mean, don't even get me on that tangent, but it's all fear and it's all stemming from fear. And there, even for me, there were so many times where I had those mindsets, like who wants to hear my story? Like who really does care? And it's like, if you don't tell your story, like there's somebody out there that you could change their life. Even if it's just one person. Yeah one person you could change their life and it's it's worth it mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of it Brene Brown is one of my favorites obviously. oh yeah she's the best and one of my favorite quotes she has is you can't hate someone up close Ooh, and I love that because every single person has a story yeah and it's easy to look over and see them and judge them but to get up close to them wow like you don't have a clue what Betty Lou's going through next door. Yeah. Mm. And let's take off our, our shameful, you know, judgmental masks and start to love others and, and, and look at others and say, that's why the me too movement was just huge because it's so powerful when I can look at you and say, I've been there. Me too. Mm. And it's like, wow. Like, you just connect on a whole different level when you can look someone in the eye and say, me too. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I, I get it now. Like I, I just, I get it. Why I had to go through what I had to go through mm -hmm. and it's, I'm thankful. Yeah. It's such a great feeling to be able to get through the pain and the trauma and get to this place of gratitude. It's and, so hard to envision in the moment, but it's, it's on the other side. Oh, and mm -hmm when you hit that other side and you look back and you see what all God's delivered you from, you just, um, it's hard not to live every day with some type of gratitude. In your heart. Yeah. Well, that's the best place to live. <laughs> it truly is. Oh my gosh, Brittany, what a beautiful conversation we just had. Well, you are a beautiful soul and oh, what, you. what you are doing is just, huh? God is going to blow you away oh, yeah, with your blessings. And you as well. You as well. It's, it's such a gift to be able to really step into our, into our power and share this light. It is a huge gift. Mm -hmm. And it, it, 
it says a lot about how we deal with our own fear (laughs) because if, what if we wouldn't have stepped out? What if we would have allowed fear to keep us, you know, held in bondage and Mm -hmm. our imposter syndrome? And what if we would, you know, what if we wouldn't have, like, what if, what if you wouldn't have had the courage to do what you do? All these women, I mean, you, you, you're a bright light. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That means so much to me. You're very welcome. Where can everyone connect with you? So I am very active on Instagram Mm -hmm. right now. Like that's like the new thing. And I'm so in love with the Instagram TV. So I'm at Instagram. I haven't even tried the Instagram TV. Come check out yours and give it a try. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. Brittany.Swells is my Instagram whatever it's called a handle. handle. Yes. Instagram handle. And then, um, my website is www.justbe, the letter B, um, the light.com. Love it. And, um, I would, I love to connect, um, with people and I love to do, you know, 30 minute free trials so that they can just talk to me and connect and just see if we're going to be a good fit. Um, I just, I just love to to listen to people and just let people know that, that they are loved and that they're not alone. And, um, so I would love for anybody to, to reach out. Great. So I'll take those links and I'll put them in the show notes so everyone can scroll down and find it there easily. Awesome. That would be great. So you have given us so much love and light, but what is one last thing that you can kind of leave everybody with? (sighs) Keep praying. Don't lose hope. Mm. There is um, so much um, that God has in store for you, and um, you are a child of God. And I mm-hmm. think so many times we forget how powerful those words are yeah. when you really think about it and digest it. Like, I am a child of God. Mm-hmm. And when you start to see yourself that way, and you start to train your mind to see yourself that way, um, you don't, it's, it's crazy what can happen yeah. and always, always, always leave people with, are the relationships in your life? All of them, not just your romantic ones, even family members. Mm-hmm. Are they adding value to you? Mm-hmm. And if your answer is a no, then I would love to, um, to connect. Yeah. Reevaluate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on and sharing thank your heart you. with us. It's yeah. been an awesome, awesome so experience. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Thank you. We'll have to have you back on the show again soon. I'd love it. Yeah. I would love it. You're amazing. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank you.